Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. It's time for school, Rock School, with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. The thing that Mark Twain said about fiction is that it has to plausibly make sense. People have to plausibly believe it. Yeah. The things that happen in real life, no one has to actually believe that they took place because they actually did. Yeah. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show, and Tammy, Happy New Year. What year is it? 2017. Oh, I had no clue. You know why? Why is that? Because I've already messed up three checks. You still write checks? Well, yeah. Oh, come on. Get to the digital age, darling. Everything's done with computers these days. Tell that to the babysitter. Oh, that's right. And they get paid more than minimum wage anymore, don't they? Dirty diapers done dirt cheap. You know what? That's good. Very that good? nice. Did you just think that up? It just came out. I'm impressed with you. We got to get our daughter. She's 10 years old. We got to get her out there and starting to babysit. Oh, we have to make the sign. I was going to say, how long before we can start taking a cut of that? Mm. This is 2017. And what we do at the beginning of every year on Rock School is talk about everything that happened as an anniversary for this year. So if you go back 10 years, it'll be 2007. You go back 10 more years, it'll be 1997, 1987, 1977, 1967, 1957, blah, 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 blah. And what we attempt to do in the first two shows of every year is tell you, the music aficionado, These are the anniversaries of this year so that when they happen and somebody says, hey, did you know this happened this year? You can say, of course, I listened to rock school. You heard it here first, right? I have known this for I can't tell you how long because they told me all about it at the beginning of the year. I was able to go back 80 years. 80 years. 1937. Ooh. I think I did the mathematicals correctly on that one. In 1937, Hank Williams' career began. Not Hank Williams Jr., Hank Williams. Yeah, senior. It says here he decided to change his name formally from Hiram to Hank and then won first prize of $15 for his first original song, WPA Blues. Producers at the radio station WSFA hired him to perform and host a 15-minute program. And then he formed a place called Drifting Cowboy Band, which was managed by his mother. Nice. Dropped out of school and then devoted his world to being a singer. And the state of Alabama loved him. I love him, too. Perry Como, 80 years ago, 1937, begins singing with the Ted Weems Orchestra. And the one we're going to play, 
Sonny Boy Williamson's career begins. Now, this is Sonny Boy Williamson number one. Number one? Right. There How are, many are there? There are three Sonny Boy Williamson's. All related? No, none of them related, but using the same names. But this is number one, okay? Sonny Boy Williamson number one is the one you really want to know because his career begins 1937 because he goes into Bluebird Records Studios and records Good Morning Schoolgirl. So what? Well, it's been covered by, let's see, everybody? Yeah. The, the one that you would, you would know, you might know, is by the Yardbirds. But Jeff Beck has done it. The Who's done it. I mean, it's been done by just about everybody. He also recorded a song later in his career called Stop Breaking Down, which Clapton had a hit with. So this is when... The blues in terms of recording. You see, if you go back any further than 1937, you start to get into the concept of we can't record the music. Right. The technology doesn't exist. So Sonny Boy Williamson begins in 1937. And this is his Good Morning Schoolgirl on Rock School. As Good Morning Schoolgirl, notice it's three minutes and four seconds. Why? Because the average acetate disc back then, which is how they recorded straight to disc, yeah. only had about three minutes and 20-something seconds worth of time. Play till it ends, boys. That's right. All you had was that amount of time, and if you went over, you screwed up an acetate disc, <laughs> and they were going to yell at you. So your song went about three minutes and something. And that was it. That's right. At that point in time, shut up. We cut you off. Let's move back now 70 years. It's a brand new year, 2017. So if you go back 70 years, it would be 1947. Mm -hmm. What happened on that date? K-Star, who we just talked about in the uh, Those Who Died in 2016. One of your favorites. That's right. She signs with Capitol Records. Hot dog. George Jones begins performing in 1947. Are you kidding me? He was old enough to perform in 47? Isn't that amazing? The country singer, George Jones? As in George Jones, as in they... As in he stopped loving her today? They hung Aretha upon her door. Oh my God, that man has worked all his life. Isn't that amazing? Frankie, and by the way, it's not for try. it's not for not trying to die. He has drank a lot. He has drank his portion of the bottle. Um, Frankie Lane gets the first of his 21 gold records from Yule Train. That's the thing. People are of the opinion the music that I wrote is the best or the music when I'm alive is the best. Frankie Lane 
has 21 gold records. I'll make you bet you walk outside, grab a kid who's 20, and say, who's Frankie Lane? They wouldn't have the slightest idea. He has 21 gold records. I I can't tell you either. I'm embarrassed to say. I can't tell you. 21 gold records. And the one we're going to play, Patty Page signs with Mercury Records. Patty Page, Tennessee Waltz, ladies and gentlemen, here on Rock School. I was dancing with my darling to the Tennessee Waltz. When an old friend I happened to see Introduced her to my loved one And while they were dancing My friend much I have lost Yes, I lost my little darling The night they were playing the beautiful Tennessee Wall. Okay, off mic, you're giving me heck up one side and down the other. Did you really think that I didn't know that George Jones had passed away? I thought we were going to play Dead or Alive. No, no. What do you mean by Pete Burns? Who also has dead? You know, that was his band. No, is he's he dead all, or alive? No, he's not dead, alive, or Indian food. Right? Oh. I know what you're talking about. No, George Jones passed away. We did it on this show. We we bid him farewell. Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure we did. You bid a lot of farewells. I do. 1957, ladies and gentlemen, the rock and roll era has begun. 60 years ago, from this brand new year, 2017. On January 16th of this year, the Cavern Club opens in Liverpool, England. It opens as a jazz club. The thing is, nobody cares to come hear jazz. Nobody wanted jazz. So what they do was decide, hmm, what do the young people want to hear? The young people with money, the young people who will buy drinks, the young people who will come in here and stay and spend money with us. They want, oh, look at that, that new rock and roll stuff. What do you say we do that? Yeah, let's do some Uh, of that. March 1st. The Everly Brothers go into a Nashville recording session for Cadence Records and record their first single. Bye bye, love. Here on Rock School. Bye bye, love. Bye bye, happiness. Hello, loneliness. I think I'm gonna cry. Bye bye, my love. Goodbye. Bye bye, my love. Goodbye. You know what's a wonderful thing about this show? What? We're way back in the 1940s and 50s, so all the songs, because, again, you're cutting right to acetate disc, and I know what people are going to say, in 57 there was tape. You're still, in a lot of places, cutting right to acetate disc, so a lot of the songs are so short, so we get to play another one before we get to the break. All right, good deal. All right, moving along, March 19th, 1957, 60 years ago today, Elvis Presley purchases a mansion in Memphis, Tennessee and calls it Graceland. Aww. And then goes out of his way to make it as gaudy as humanly possible. It is awesome. It is awesome. We've now toured it twice, the second time with our kids. Is that a word? It is so wonderful. Because even my son looked at the jungle room and went, Dad, what's wrong with this guy? A lot, son. (laughs) But 
he was able to produce <laughs> tremendous music. You and, know, you, you take the good with the bad. Yeah, but you know, looking at it, going back now as an adult, it really yeah. isn't that big. No, it's a small and com- house. And compared to people that have had or who have a lot of money now, it, it really is very tiny. It's, it's like something that regular people live in. And I know today it's been turned into a tourist attraction, but at the time, it was basically a residential street just off the main highway. Yeah, he didn't live any better than anybody else. Well, a little better. Okay, a little better. I mean, he had a lot of land, but for the most part... Yeah, he just lived on a residential street. Hi, I'm your neighbor, Elvis. Hi, my name's Bob. How are you? And we went to a a barbecue joint that was like, you know, half a mile down the street. And he went there all the time to to get some barbecue. He just got in the car with the Memphis Mafia, went down there, and bought food. And now, you know what the barbecue place does? What's that? They pick you up in a pink Cadillac if they want you to. They will. It costs a little bit of money, but they'll do it. Nice. Yep. July 6th of 1957, John Lennon and Paul McCartney meet for the first time at Garden Fete, St. Peter's Church, Woolton, Liverpool, England. Good Lord, they have long names over there. It's difficult. Yeah, it was part of a skiffle group get-together. The quarrymen were playing, and that's where everybody met. On October, no, pardon me, August, 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 August 5th, American Bandstand starts its syndicated run on U.S. television. It would go for 30 years. Mm, October, I know, October 12th, and this is the one we're going to play, Little Richard renounces rock and roll on a dare from his saxophonist, Clifford Burks. Basically, look, man, if you're going to sit here and preach at us, you can't do this. Right. If you're going to renounce rock and roll, go do it. And he does. (laughs) And then he walks over and throws his jewelry. He's down in Australia. Uh He throws his jewelry into the Hunter River and walks away from rock and roll for a whole lot of years. Yes, he did. And this is the year that he does it. There you go. Little Richard here on Rock School. into the first break let's continue talking about what's the matter you've stopped me what's wrong i just wanted to tell you this is yes. a lot more fun than i thought it was going to be what looking at things that happened in history yeah it is it's 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 pretty neat i've always wondered on a college campus why history isn't the most popular subject around because i get english i really do i get the concept of harry potter i get the concept of a non-fiction book But the thing that Mark Twain said about fiction is that it has to plausibly make sense. People have to plausibly believe it. Yeah. The things that happen in real life, no one has to actually believe that they took place because they actually did. Yeah. The concept of, you know, know, well, I don't believe that. Well, the fact that you believe it is immaterial. It's true. True life will always defeat fiction. 
It trumps it. Always. Thank you. There you go. I get it. it you set it, it up. I knock it down. That's right. Here we go. Let's continue in 1957. All these things happened 60 years back from this new year, 2017. On December 11th, Jerry Lee Lewis marries his 13-year-old cousin, Myra Gale Brown, in Hernando, Mississippi. Now, now we're talking. How is he able to do it? You think to yourself, well, Mississippi's so backwards, they'll let anyone marry him. That's not oh, true. I don't think they let him marry her, right? Did, well, they, he, did they go somewhere other place to get married? No, they did let him marry her, but she claimed to be 20. Oh. So it's not like Mississippi was like, sure, marry anything. You want to marry that mailbox? Go yeah. ahead. That's not what happened. Mississippi was tricked. They said, oh, you're 20? Okay, fine. However, Lewis is still married to Jane Mitchum. And, of course, that makes him a bigamist, and there was a little bit of problem in there, and had to place with some paperwork, but he stays married to Myra Brown for a good long time. December 19th, Elvis is served his draft notice at Graceland by Milton Bowers of Draft Board 86, Memphis, Tennessee. And Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel in 1957 renamed themselves Tom and Jerry. Isn't that a terrible name? It's, it is. And begin their recording career singing the Sid Prozen Big Records single, Hey Schoolgirl, backed with Dancing Wild. It actually hit number 49 on the Billboard Pop Charts. My question is, what's up with Schoolgirl? I don't know. That's two now we've talked about with Schoolgirl. Isn't that creepy? It is. Yes, it is. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Okay, we're out of the break in show number one of what we call the Cocktail Hour Shows. These are the ones we start the year with, telling you all the things that happened as an anniversary to our brand new year, 2017. Let's move to the year 1967, 50 years ago. January 15th, the Rolling Stones appear on the Ed Sullivan Show. They're going to sing the song, Let's Spend the Night Together. Rut row. Do you remember what Ed Sullivan asked them to change the lyrics to? Uh, I can't remember. No? Help me, help me. Let's spend some time together. Some time together. Now, here's the thing. There's a group a little later on in this year who tells Ed Sullivan to go pound sand. Yeah, I think I know who that is. The Rolling Stones, however, understand, look... I get it. Rock and roll is anti-establishment. Rock and roll is tough and all that. But Ed Sullivan also commands the largest audience on television. So 
Yeah, okay. We'll change it to let's spend some time together. Here's the Rolling Stones and the way it should have been sung right here on Rock School. Okay, staying in 1967, 50 years ago from this new year, January 17th, the Daily Mail, a London newspaper, suggests that there are 4,000 potholes in Blackburn, Lancashire. 4,000? 4,000. And that Guinness heir Tara Brown is killed in a car wreck. Do these numbers mean anything to you? 4,000 holes in Blackburn, Lancashire. No. Blew his mind out in a car. Oh. Yeah, these articles inspire the lyrics for the song A Day in the Life uh, on the Beatles album, which, by the way, will be released a little later on. January 30th, the Beatles shoot a promotional film for their upcoming single, Strawberry Fields Forever, at Knowles Park in Seven Oaks. And again, it's one of these things. I don't know that I know that. If you saw it, you'd go, oh, I've seen that. Mm -hmm. I know I have. And then February 14th, happy Valentine's Day. Atlantic Studios opens the doors and in comes Detroit native Aretha Franklin. And in one day records Respect. A song that will live forever. She just shook it up. That's right. And February 16th, Aretha Franklin Day is declared in Detroit, Michigan. They don't know that in a couple of days, Respect will be released upon the world. So she gets a day before the song even came out? Can you imagine that? Yeah, Yeah, and it sounds like this on Rock School. It's 1967. We are 50 years back from this brand new year, 2017. Ready? March 30th, the Beatles pose with photographic collages all the way around, wax figures from Madame Tussauds Famous Museum, and the artwork of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band's album cover is shot. At- is, is that the best album cover you've ever seen? No. It isn't? Oh, it's nice. It's it's good, All but right, no, keep going. it's not the best one. I thought one. you were going to agree with me and make huh. me feel good. No, no, it's at Chelsea's Manor Studios in London. I, everybody loses their mind if the Beatles do anything. The the concept of Abbey Road. Yeah. You know, wow, what an unbelievable cover. And the thing is, they were going to do this massive thing and blah, blah, blah. And they finally just said, oh, the heck with it. Let's go walk across the street. 
That's all they did. And it's spectacular. I guess. And you want to do that. I guess I do. I guess I do want something like that. But it's, it's, it's great in its simplicity, but it's not, in my mind, you know, the greatest cover. There's, there's other covers that make me go, wow, I wish I'd have thought of that. Ooh. And I know putting down the Beatles is like the most evil thing a music person can do. But it's not my favorite cover, and I know what people are going to say. Well, what is your favorite cover? I'll just let you know, that. No, no, no. I'll just let that just lie. Just throw that out there. No, I just let it lie. Yeah. March 31st, kicking off a tour with the Walker Brothers, Cat Stevens, and Ingledink Humperberg at the Astoria London. Jimi Hendrix sets fire to his guitar on stage for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he's taken to the hospital because he burnt his hands. Yeah. Don't play with fire, kids. No. Smokey the Bear is not lying. Uh, May 1st, Carl Wilson is arrested by the FBI for not reporting to the draft. His claims of being a conscientious objector status does not quite help. He's thrown into jail. Oops. Pays bail and then skips the country and joins the Beach Boys in Dublin for their tour. There you go. (laughs) And then finally, one we're going to play, May 12th, Elvis Presley marries Priscilla at the Aladdin in Las Vegas. I don't know what to play. How about Hard-Headed Woman? Ooh. Is that good? That is fantastic. Why not? Here you go on Rock School. Well, a hard-headed woman, a soft-hearted man. Been the cause of trouble ever since the world began to hold Oh, yeah. And the sense of what we get. Coming into the second break here on Rock School, and we have a lot to get to, and I, I, I have a certain sort of mark I need to hit. Okay, take us there. I'm not quite there yet. Let's get there. 1967, on June 1st, Sgt. Pepper's is released. On June 25th, the Beatles sing a version of All You Need Is Love, which is broadcast worldwide over this satellite hookup show called Our World, an estimated audience of 400 million people. Goodness. Right, it's the first time it's ever been attempted to let the whole world see one thing, and it worked. Wow, so wow, often wow. You, Yeah, so often you hear about these things, big failure, nope, worked. Success. Yeah. On uh, July 18th, the Jimi Hendrix experience is thrown off a tour by the Monkees after complaints by the conservative Daughters of the American Revolution. Absolutely. Uh, well, yeah. You know, those ladies gave me a uh, scholarship in college. Did they really? Yes, they did. Wow, how much money? It was about $250. You know, you could have given that up just to listen to Jimi Hendrix. Listen, dude, I would have if I had known. I would have turned it down. <laughs> August 23rd, Brian Epstein makes his last visit to a Beatles recording session at Chapel Recording Studios, Maddox Street, London. So what? Well, the last new Beatles song he was to hear was Your Mother Should Know. He will die of an overdose of barbiturates and sleeping pills in a locked bathroom two days later. Oh, yeah, I know. Sad. So there you have it. And that wraps up 1967 when we get back. Or does it? Now, wait a minute. Does Let me look at my hang paperwork. On, hang on, hang on. Hold on. Let me look at my paperwork. Hold on. Pause and look no, at the paperwork. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't? we got to get through 1967. We'll continue with 1967. Well, I love the 60s. After we take a minute break here on Rock School. 
Okay, before the end of the show, let's finish up 1967. I didn't see this additional piece of paper, even though I created it. Go, man, go. Yeah. A good night of TV, ladies and gentlemen. On September 17th, you could have watched both of these. The Doors appeared on Ed Sullivan performing Light My Fire. Ooh. Okay. Yes. Now, The Doors agreed to Sullivan's request that the line, Girl, We Couldn't Get Much Higher, be changed for the show. Yeah. Jim Morrison did not do that. Of course he didn't. Jim Morrison actually went up to the camera and sang the line exactly the way it was written, making sure that he rubbed it in the face of Ed Sullivan. Yeah. When somebody said to him, you'll never do Sullivan again, apparently Morrison looked at him and said, hey man, we just did Sullivan. I get it. Great. Tough. But he commanded such a huge audience, and you'll never do him again. That's right. I guess. And also that night, September Ooh, same 17th. Night? Same yes. night. Okay. The Who are on the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour. Oh, I and, love that show. Right. And Keith Moon sets up an exploding drum kit. What he does is he pays a stage hand to put more explosive into the drum kit than yeah. should have been there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Who plays My Generation, and then I can see for Mile, and that thing goes boom. You can see the video on oh, YouTube. I have seen it. It goes kaboom. It explodes the drum kit. Not just poof. It explodes the drum kit. A flying symbol cuts Keith Moon's arm, something fierce. Right. Also, Pete Townsend has his hearing permanently damaged. Not a little, but forever. Yes. Yeah. So, yes. Here you go, the no, who. I don't mean to laugh, but my gosh. It is kind of funny. It's kind of funny. You shouldn't have done that, dum-dum. Yeah. Here you go, the who. I can see for miles on Rock School. I know you can see me. Now here's a surprise. I can see for miles and miles. Okay, wrapping up 1967 and the show for this week. We'll continue next week, starting with 1977. On September 30th of 1967, BBC One Radio is launched. You know that famous song from Austin Powers? BBC, BBC One, One BBC, BBC Two, BBC, BBC Three, three right. BBC Four. BBC One Radio is launched. Okay, so what do we care? Well, here's the thing. BBC Radio One combined all of the pirate radio stations that were going on at the time. There were people who were taking ships offshore and blaring rock and roll music into, you know, the aisles in order for kids to hear what they wanted to hear. And the government finally relented and said, well, look, this is what people want to hear. Let's create a radio station. And by the way, in the BBC, you pay to have those things. Here in America, broadcasting's free. As long as you look at the commercials, they're free. And I know what people say. No, you got to pay for cable. You got to pay for satellite. Okay, it used to be a free system. As long as you looked at the commercials. Well, now when you turn on your radio in your car, if you pick up a dial, it's you're, you're not paying anything for it. That's true. It's still free. But that's the concept of this. It shut down the 
pirate radio stations. And the BBC said, well, let's let's let the pirate radio stations do what they want to do, but let's do it legally and profit off of it. Okay. And that's what they did. On October 3rd, after being hospitalized with Huntington's Korea. Huntington's Korea is the best way I can explain it is Parkinson's, except Parkinson's doesn't directly affect the brain, but Huntington's does. Do I have it generally correct? Uh, it's a lot worse than Parkinson's. Yeah, it's it's, it's horrifying. It's like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's combined together to make a cocktail of unhealthy sick. Yeah, it's it's horrifying. After being hospitalized with Huntington's Korea in 1961, Woody Guthrie passes at the age of 55. Whoa. His ashes are scattered in the Atlantic. I'm trying to think of, and this is the thing about a disease. You have to have a famous person who has it. If you don't, it gets no notoriety whatsoever. Yeah, there's no noise. Because there, you know, I hate to say it, because there are no breasts that go along with Huntington's. That's right. That's right. This, so this, there's nothing glamorous or wonderful about that's right. the disease. The hundred do- or the, the the hundred days of pink in October, save the boobs, that kind of stuff. You 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 don't have that with Huntington's Korea. Because the last person that I've ever heard that had it was Woody Guthrie. Right. And his wife fought like crazy to get the gene isolated so that people would know what it was. So do they have it isolated now? They do have it isolated. And there's a test for it? Test for it, working on a cure, that kind of thing. But still, um, probably so underfunded compared to cancer. Cancer wins. And and Parkinson's. Michael J. Fox there has Parkinson's. There you go. Parkinson's. Now you have a face for that. Right. Right now there's no face for Huntington's Korea because the last face passed away in 1967 and that was Woody Guthrie and the one we're going to finish on December 7th pardon me December 5th December 5th George Harrison begins recording tracks for Wonderwall Music his first solo album now here's the thing how many of you thought that his first solo album was All Things Must Pass and had My Sweet Lord on it huh yeah how many of you thought that yeah 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 no it's called Wonderwall Music he recorded it in London And he continued recording it in Mumbai. Would you like to hear a cut from it? Oh, yeah. You got it. And that's going to wrap us up for the show. We'll be back next week and we'll start with the year 1977. And we'll continue telling you things that happened so many years back on this year, 2017. Happy New Year. Class is dismissed. (laughs) 